Hello, and welcome to the Why Are You Following Me podcast. It's Nicole. You look beautiful today and handsome, too. I am losing my mind over this next guest. So I went to Britney Spears a couple months ago in Atlantic City, and I was definitely prepared that we're not getting the Britney from 2001. And I wasn't disappointed. She played with her ponytail the whole time. She had very strange costumes. And after, my friend from work said to me, you follow Heather McMahon, right? She has a Britney 911. She's hilarious, and all she talks about is how we need to save Britney. I fell in love with Heather after I started following her. She's a absolute hilarious and genius comedian, actress, and babe, as she likes to call herself. I cannot thank her enough for agreeing to do this podcast. We had the best hour talk. We are definitely best friends now. <laughs> and Heather, thank you so much for agreeing to do this podcast, and we're going to save Britney. <laughs> oh my God, I got you, girl. I'm here to do all the hard hitting, groundbreaking, Diane Sawyer, like Dateline shit. For the people listening that don't necessarily know, you know, what you, because you're an actress and comedian and babe, as you like to call yourself, which I love, um, give like a little backstory because I feel like a total stalker that I'm like, oh, she lives in Atlanta. She went to college in Mississippi. (laughs) Yeah, no, the funny thing is, I literally was walking out of Nordstrom yesterday and this sweet girl who's a fashion blogger in Atlanta, like chased me down the parking lot. was like, oh my God, like, I can't believe it's you. And I'm like, this is so bizarre that like, I mean, I'm an actress. So, you know, of course I've been uh, like, since the day I was born, I'm like, I'm ready for the fame. But it is weird when people recognize you. And then I forget that I put all this stuff out there on the internet. So people are like, how's Jeff? How's your mom? How's this? How's the cat? I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) Sometimes forget that I put it all out there. But um, uh, let's see. Okay, my backstory. Well, yeah, I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. Went to school at the University of Mississippi. Hotty toddy. And then I moved um, right after college um, I mean, I've, I've, I've acted since I was a kid and I studied theater arts in college. And then um, I moved to New York, did Upright Citizens Brigade, and then I went to LA. And I've just really honestly been back in Atlanta for about a year, um, came to be close to family after my dad passed. And it's just been like a really surreal experience being home because obviously I came back under like sad, uh, you know, circumstances. Yeah. But it's really. It's it's interesting. It's really enriched my comedy and it has given me a whole new perspective on life of like, you know, you got to live in the now. You got to get things done now because life is short. And I've always had a great relationship with my mom. So it's kind of been interesting that people have like a fisheye view of watching me being 31 years old, moving back home with my mom to help her figure out her new normal. And I'm like, what are we doing? So it's super humbling being home, but it's also been like really cathartic and actually like a ton of fun. And I wouldn't take the past year being back home back for anything. Um, did you have a large social following before? Like, how did that all come about? Like, cause I know that you, cause I, I scrolled Because obviously after I started following you and I was like, oh, my God, she's hilarious. Um, I started like, you know, Instagram stalking you, obviously. So you do like characters and stuff, obviously. But was the Britney thing that kind of like took you over the edge or were you all were you just like slowly building this huge Instagram following? Well, okay. Um, it's kind of a mixture of things. So I um, had been growing a very organic following for like three years doing characters, all my funny videos. Right. And um, I, but literally, and I had been approached by so many different agents, like you need to buy followers, you need to buy followers, like all of this, like, oh, you could just take it to the next level. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. Because for me as a comedian, you don't actually know what 
is funny and what people like if it's not real and honest. That's so I such a good point. Myself, yeah. Like, I'm not going to sell out. I'm going to grow organically. And then literally it, it all started kind of picking up speed, picking up speed. And then overnight, my buddy is Jonathan Van Ness. He's on the yeah, Queer Eye. Yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, because they shot here in Atlanta last year, and we had a mutual friend, and we ended up hanging out before like anybody knew who those guys were. And he's been such a doll, and he, you know, with millions of followers, said you've got to follow this girl. And literally overnight, the Britney thing just took off. Yeah. So it's definitely, you know, two months ago or before you found me during the Britney thing, I probably had like seventeen thousand, and now I'm over fifty, and it just continues to grow. Yes. So I am so grateful to him for even giving me a little shout out. And then it just kind of, you know, started to spiral. So, um, it, you know, but it's been it's been a grind, and it's been a real honest, organic following. But I will say this: what I have learned is my followers are the most engaged people on the planet. Like. I can't even get through my inbox of messages of like girls being like, Oh my God, girl, I'm in the same situation or I can never find a top that fits or Oh my God, Brittany 911. Like people want to chit chat and I am so grateful for that. Yeah. I mean, I feel like for me, I mean, I love to laugh and, and, but for comedy for me, it's, I love observational comedy. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's why Chris Rock is just amazing. And Aziz Ansari and like they, despite the fact that he had that whole me too incident, <laughs> right. but, right. but that's what you do. Like you take stuff that's so just matter of fact and the way that you present it. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is so fucking hilarious. Like <laughs> it is just, well- and it's, it's stuff that I think about. It's like, I have hypothyroid. I yeah. have eczema. I right. also have skinny ankles, but really large thighs. <laughs> I mean, you have skinny yeah. legs because I've seen your legs. But, like, I always say, like, my, I always would say, like, you know, I hate the fact that, like, my thighs are huge. But, man, do I have skinny wrists and ankles? <laughs> like, and I'm like, and I never, and I go, this is hilarious. Like, she's, it's so real. Well, and I think that's the biggest thing. Um, on Instagram now is because everybody's like, look at what I'm doing. Oh my God, I'm thriving. But we're let's be honest, we're all living outside our means. Nobody can afford their lifestyle. So I think really like people um, are so engaged because they're like, oh my God, no, she is brutally honest about what's going on in her life. And she is actually living her truth. And I think that's super refreshing for people to see. You know, I'm like, yes. ah, I'm just like anybody else. Yes. I can't find clothes that fit. Uh, you know, I'm in a long distance relationship. I, I'm, you know, struggling, like climbing the, the ladder, if you will, to get my career off the ground. So I'm 31 and like slightly thriving, you know, but I love this is why you're here's the thing. And, and you definitely are thriving because I feel like this is the beautiful thing with social media because social media could be awful sometimes. Right. And it's right. just but the good thing is, is that like you, this gave you a platform. And I mean, yeah. you probably felt it because you said like when you came out of the womb, you knew that you were a performer, right? Yeah. And that's kind of how I was too. I always tell people like I literally would perform Twas the Night Before Christmas when I was three years old on my aunt's mantle at the end of July. <laughs> Do you know what of I mean? Course. And like, yeah, so there's so many season. times that I'm like, I should be doing more and you bitches aren't seeing it. Do you know what I mean? Right. That like you have that inner drive and that's, I do think what sets people apart. So even though it might be a setback at times, like the cool thing about it is that like your Instagram is your Instagram and you now get to have this platform and just be like, this is me. And now all these people are like, Oh my God, she's so talented. Oh, well, I really appreciate it. You're so sweet. But yeah, it has been, you know, it's as an actor and like a comedian, 
social media has been such a blessing to me because I've just been able to like take my career back, you know? Yes, and I yes. Was, I, honestly, I'm so sick and tired of going into these auditions. I never fit the role or I never fit the mold or, you know, they don't know what they want. And I was like, I'm just going to put what makes me laugh and what brings me joy out on the internet. And hopefully, you know, if they, if you build it, they will come. And the response has been overwhelming. And I'm so glad that I can bring other people joy. If I can make fun of myself, and and it and it puts a smile on somebody else's face. Then I've done my job. Like that's what we're. That is what our role as comedians. That's what we're supposed to do. I love that it's when you said. Joy. Yeah, when you said you're gonna take you're gonna take control back. You're gonna take your career back because it's so true. It's like, especially for women, how you have to put. I mean, radio is just as similar, right? Radio. It's still run by old old white guys, and right. all men are the ones that have the positions of power. They're the ones that have the. They're all the hosts. They're all the syndicated hosts. There's like three women that have their own shows. And I'm like, this is crazy. Like women have a voice and we're smart and we're, we work our asses off and you have all Absolutely. these, old, you know what I mean? So like, yeah. that's when this whole podcast came about. I was like, I, this, it's kind of, I feel the same way that it gave me an opportunity to like take control and like do more stuff that I'm very passionate about rather than talk about Justin Bieber serenading damn Haley, you know, uh, right. Baldwin in yeah, London 100%. yesterday. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and as a comedian, for me, the short form, like doing this, the one minute sketches on Instagram, and and even like the fifteen second, like my Instagram stories, there's something I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just like the way my brain works, but that fifteen seconds, I can get out a joke, and the way I twist things, it's just works for me. And yes. some people don't like. I don't know why the stories. I just I don't. That's the way my brain works. And well, that short little hit the punchline at the end and it's very organic. Like I just kind of record this stuff. I maybe record something, you know, over once or twice, but really it's off the cuff, me and my day-to-day bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just getting by. And um and I'm just so glad that Instagram is has been a tool that I can use. And you know, you're right. Like Look, you know, I'm so glad you're doing this podcast. It's like as women in this business, we just kind of have to do our own thing. Totally. And it's been overwhelming. Like if I, I'm oh my God, I, if we had hours, I could tell you some of the auditions I've been on for shows. I went on a show two pilot seasons ago and the breakdown said, and I quote, morbidly obese, <clears throat> but, and I remember Stop. I called my agent. Yeah. And it's for a bit, it's for a show that has won many Emmys. And I called my agent. And I was like, am I, am I considered morbidly obese? And she was like, honey, it's Hollywood. We all are. And I was like, this is insane. Insane. And it's just insane. And I mean, so I'm kind of in this weird group too, as an actress where, um, you know, I'm so glad that all these different, you know, uh, sizes and races and, and we're all being, um, uh, we're all on TV now, but for as, as a woman, it's still like you either have to be a size two or a size 22. They don't know what to do with like size 12. Wait. Size- you, you know, literally took the words right out of my mouth, right? Because, listen, obviously, you know, This Is Us is blowing up, and kudos to Chrissy Metz for breaking the barrier, but they went Absolutely. so extreme with that character. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. like, and that, and I literally said that because I, so I was 308 pounds at my heaviest. I was on season four, The Biggest Loser, 11 years ago. Okay. Lost 105 pounds, gained wow. about, yeah, gained about 50 back because life. And we found right. out that The Biggest Loser actually screwed. 
screwed up our, all our metabolisms because we basically starved ourselves for eight months. And then when we try to eat like a normal person, our bodies were like, oh, you starved us. I'm just going to hold right. on to this. But anyway, right. like, but I'm in that space where I'm like, I wear a size large shirt. Sometimes I get fit into a medium. Sometimes my pants are a size 16. So I'm right. like, you know what I mean? And And I always say like, that isn't that space isn't represented where it's like you're you're actually a curvy girl you know what I mean it's either like one extreme or the other so I feel that like more women having more voices I hope that it changes for the better in the sense that like hey listen there's so many people so many women that have different shapes and sizes and you know heights and like that's okay because you're literally representing America it sounds cliche but it's so true yeah, and I think that's why a lot of, like, the, I am so overwhelmed by the women who send me messages every day, like, girl, we are the same size, you are, you know, speaking the truth when I'm having a nervous breakdown in a Nordstrom dressing room, and I'm, yeah. like, letting people know about it. You know, it was just so overwhelming going out on these auditions, and I'm like, this is not me, or this is, this. I can't believe somebody wrote a character like this, you know? Yes, <laughs> yes. Like, for me as a comedian, I've always been so transparent and so honest and open about my struggles and, like, what it's like to be a woman in Hollywood and I'm just like I I enjoy um, having Instagram as a platform for me to just live my day-to-day truth and the response from other people and how they relate it's just been completely just off the wall overwhelming and it's it's wild it's, yeah it's okay so i'm gonna run down a list of the, some of the stuff that i'm obsessed with about you so okay, tell me great. how the whole britney 911 came about because everything you said i thought you just were able to convey it in a much funnier way <laughs> honestly i woke up one day super hungover on like a sunday and i was scrolling through instagram and i said why it was just like one of those aha moments because we have all been thinking these things about Britney. Yes. But nobody has said it. And I got really like, you know when you're hungover and you kind of get anxious? Yes. Like you literally had that like that life anxiety. I was like, oh, God. Oh, God. I'm looking at Britney's Instagram. <laughs> oh, God. If I can't help myself today, I have to help her. Yes. Like I literally just started to like kind of have a panic attack. And I'm scrolling through her Instagram looking at all these other celebrities who are like, girl, you look great. This is fantastic, honey. Do you? And I'm thinking... <laughs> Why are we feeding the beast? She clearly is like about to have a mental breakdown. Like what is going on here? So I very casually just said something to, you know, my 10,000 followers at the time and it went viral. People were like, I've been thinking this for the last three years. I'm so glad you said something. It keeps me up at night. I'm like, it keeps me up at night too. And I love when you were like, with the, especially the post where she's like, look at this beautiful room. It has 10 rooms and I do two hours of yoga in every room. And the way that like you look at the camera and you're like, two hours of yoga? That's 20 hours of yoga. She's yes. doing, tw- she's clearly locked in the house. Brittany, yes. blink twice if you need me to come get you. Yes, and then people were like, Heather, she meant that she only does two hours and like at each hotel she goes to. I'm like, no, 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 no. no. You're speedballing on meth. We're right. doing two hours of yoga in yeah. every room. Yeah, and then it's so true with the hats. Like, what does the hat mean? Like, is the hat, is it a, it is this a sign? Because when she kept putting her hair in that ponytail, I was like, wait a minute. Okay, I'm like, you're Britney Spears. Like, you're worth five hundred million dollars. Like, she puts out a new perfume every six months that still sells, yeah. and she like. Is putting her hair on this ponytail and keeps playing with it. And then even the costumes. Like, she literally had, like, these Kelly Green sequence panties that said a heart, like, right like right on her crotch. And then in the back it said kisses. Like, it was literally. And she wears on stage, like, a, like a random, like, Spanx girdle. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It is so bizarre. And then she and puts, like. 
you have to understand, like, this, like, my passion for the Britney 911 is really because I'm truly a fan. Same. And it became, like, I was like, why are all of these other fans acting like that everything that she's putting out on the internet is not a cry for help? Like, right. Why are we just, like, encouraging this behavior? Now, I've also had an overwhelming amount of people send me messages who've, like, worked with her. I mean, not, like, you know, people who used to work at the hotel. I mean, yeah. I've had to keep it very, be very choosy about what I share because I don't want to, you know, blow up anyone's spot. But... I mean, essentially, I just feel like she's trying to send us a message like, I am miserable. I just want to go back to Louisiana. I want to teach a cheer sport. I want to have another baby and have a simple life. Yes. I think think she peaked at like 22, and then it was just kind of like a downward spiral from there, and she is just a workhorse right now. Yes. And she's exhausted, and she needs to go home and just take a year off and like live her truth. Yes, I totally agree, because like at one point, she came out with this like red silk robe like from Kohl's with these Kelly oh, Green, um, like these Kelly Green panties, and I'm like, what is this? Like right. somebody, she's worth almost a billion dollars, and like these are her costumes? <laughs> like what is going on? She was just photographed the other day coming out of you know like a coffee bean again and she's got like a yellow peplum shirt that looked like it was from upton's from like 2000 <laughs> like no no like 1997 you remember upton yeah and then she has like essentially like like old abercrombie and fitch khaki shorts and birkenstocks and there's always she always has a bright colored bra showing yes that doesn't fit the outfit you know what i mean she likes for you to see a strap one of my old um, college roommate, she had she has an older sister, and this was back when we were in college. And she said, mm-hmm. "You have to be careful as you get older because your initial reaction is like you want to still dress like you did when you felt your most cool." And mm-hmm. for most people, like I definitely didn't peak until I was you know in my thirties now. Mm-hmm. But like so when I was in my twenties, I was just like real fat and dorky. But but a lot of people they feel their coolest at nineteen, twenty, twenty one, and that's right. her. Like she's right. still stuck in that in there like she's still stuck in 2001 100% yeah I think after you know the head shaving all that stuff that went on I think she just has like mentally like regressed back to like like that era era like 2001 yes totally and I mean you think about it she's been in the spotlight since she was what on the Mickey Mouse club since she was like yeah 10. Yeah. Um, I can only imagine what being in the spotlight that long can do to somebody. 100%. I mean, well, hell, look at what happened to all the other stars. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she, and like when she was prancing around France on her tour, like the things that she was wearing, she <laughs> loves a cheap look. That's the thing. Yes. She never looks elevated. It's always like she ran into a TJ Maxx. And listen, I'm a Maximista. Me too. I love a good deal. Yes. But you got to mix the high with the low, honey, you know? Especially when you're worth a half a billion dollars. Yes. Oh, it's so funny. Here's the thing. I really think that half a billion dollars, I don't think she's worth that much. I think at the end of the day, by the time she pays the Kevin Federline child support, by the time she pays her dad for the conservatorship and all the other people she's got to pay, I think it's that's why she's still working. She's got to keep making that coin. That's a really good point. That's a really good point. Um, okay, so le- now let's talk about Lindsay because she's like the Ooh. new project. Like that, the yeah. dance was crazy, and the way that you said cocaine like yeah. makes me lol. Ever like, did you just come up with that, or like, how did that I all come about? Somewhere, but it's always just like, oh, she's on the cocaine. <laughs> yes. so, yeah, I'm sure I heard it somewhere. But I, okay, it's like with Lindsay. Here's the thing. Okay, this is what's really crazy is I've been connecting the dots between Britney and Lindsay, and the the, the connection is Paris Hilton. Paris Hilton, I know. Yes. To party together. Um, and I think something happened. Like, Britain, 
Paris are still cool, but Lindsay and Paris hate each other. Right. So I'm trying to figure it out. To me, Paris Hilton is a total mean girl. I'm terrified of her. Her sister's married to a Rothschild, who his family runs the Illuminati. Illuminati, totally, yeah. I'm treading on thin ice with Because to me, it's crazy how, like, Paris was so connected to, like, Kim and Britney and Lindsay. And somehow, like, Paris is, like, still around and, like, like, DJing and stuff. And then, but all the people that, no, I mean, Kim, obviously, it worked out for her but she right. had it was it was touch and go for a minute you know what i mean right and uh and the uh, it seems like everybody in her path like she like put a curse on or something oh 100 percent. yeah i don't know yeah i i just something about paris is very manipulative very regina george you know what i'm saying totally totally um, the thing with Lindsay is i think Lindsay too honestly it's sad she has a messed up family life i mean yeah. think about it michael and dina used to fight on episodes of dr phil i know you know, know, Michael's been all through the the tabloids. At the end of the day, I think they're just kind of like a hot mess family from Long Island. You know? Yeah. It yes. is what it is. Yeah. But with Lindsay, when she came back on that Oprah show, remember when Oprah produced her show? Yes. It was just very obvious. I was like, oh, no, we're back. We're back down. And my thing is, okay, she escaped to Dubai. She's doing her thing out there. But what is she doing for money? Well, you know what I mean? that's what I'm. That's what's interesting to me. Like, what's with the Dubai Greece connection? Like, why is she exactly. there? You know what I mean? Right. Like, it, I feel like is there some kind of like oil chic that technically mm-hmm. owns her? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like that's what I like. Because come on, like, there's. It's very strange to me that she's still. She's not a person that's like an expat. You know what I mean? She's not a right. person that's all of a sudden going to be like, I'm leaving America. Like, she's, right. she she still wants the Wendy's. You know what I mean? Yes, 100%. Well, she said um, on Wendy Williams uh, about a year ago, she said that she loves Dubai because you can't have paparazzi there. And which I totally understand. And like, listen, sometimes I feel like I need to leave the country and take a, you know, a little <laughs> month break and have right. a moment in Greece myself. But um, she's been putting up very cryptic, Instagrams recently like she just put up I think two days ago a uh, video of her essentially crying saying happy birthday to her mother yes. like, I miss you I miss you mommy and she's using a very weird it's not even British it's just this like odd almost like New Zealand accent um, so I think she's I think she's about to have a, a psychotic break for sure but here's the thing people have been reporting from Mykonos saying that she's just you know Huffing the paint over there. She's back on the drugs. Right. So right. that could be it. It is sad. It's sad in the sense of like she was also so talented and because of her screwed up parents, like right. she just, yeah. But like it's crazy though because she did the, the dance and it was like, it was, she was serious when she was dancing. Like she thought right. she was being sexy and then everybody was like, oh my God, what happened? You know what I mean? Right. Right. And like, I mean, to me, to me, I'm going to say like allegedly, if you will, to me, it seems like she's back on the cocaine. You know? <laughs> I agree. Like, yes. So, I mean, we've all been to a nightclub before and seen that girl, you know, Trish, who's her shirt's <laughs> falling off and she's just like living her truth with the DJ. Like that was that was a low hand moment for sure. Wait, speaking of that, like that's what also makes what you do so funny is when you come up with the random names, like when you're like, yes, I got a red hooker manicure. Calm down, Cheryl. It's I'm- yes. <laughs> You so- know it's Cheryl. There's two yes. people in the show that I'm just very touch and go with, and it's Cheryl's and Karen's. Karen's like, 
Um, Karen's like a, a dental hygienist and she drives like, you know, a cute little SUV and she goes to places like Pure Bar and is always trying to tell you how to like live your best life. She's like, but do you really want to do that? And you're like, shut up, Karen. Okay, I'm going to eat this taco and I don't need your judgment. So it's so true. It's so true. Like when you're talking about walking around the neighborhood with your with your mom's um, neighbors, like leave oh. me alone. You know, like yeah. Maria, like mind your business. <laughs> oh, I know. Being it's so funny being back in my mom's gated community because I love just getting involved in like the problems of the HOA, <laughs> and you know I love stirring the pot. And then my friends, some of the people in the neighborhood, started following me on Instagram, and most of them are like cool and think that you know my comedy is fantastic. But this one woman literally like texts my mother on a daily basis. Did you see what Heather put up? Did you see the language she used? My mom's my mom said block her. You have to block. <laughs> Karen, you know, it's just too much. These women have too much time on their hands. hands. I know. That's, uh, yeah. What does your mom think of all this? Does she love it that she's kind of like a co star? Oh, she loves it. Are you kidding me? That's great. Living her best life, always trying to hog the camera. So she, so she gets on my Instagram live at night. Yeah, she live streams for like two hours when I'm out <laughs> and about with friends, and people always text me. They're like, "Do you know your mom's on your your live right now?" And I'm like, "Yes," but she just loves it. It's like she has her own little show. Yeah, and I, and I always say, "Mom, why don't you get on your own Instagram?" And she's like, "Heather, I have three followers. It's so much more fun on yours." <laughs> but I kind of created a monster because then she'll like. She's gotten obsessed with the numbers. She's like, I had 12,000 people like tune in tonight or I had 10,000 or 1,200. And I'm like, oh my God, you're turning into a monster. That's what, she loved it. That's what my mom does too. It's My mom's a kindergarten teacher. And I always say that she could be a Saturday Night Live character because she doesn't mm-hmm. know she's funny. But she taught in Catholic school for like 30 years and then the school closed so she had to go to public school. But like okay. how she, I mean, she's amazing. And how she raised me and my brother though were like on Catholic guilt. So right. and this is literally how she taught. It sounds like she's from Fargo, North Dakota, even though we're from the Poconos, which is like two hours north of Philly. But she'll be like, "Uh, Nicole Ann, did you go to church for Ash Wednesday? No meat, no meat today. And I go, yeah, I know. I'm like, I went this morning, but there was a line. Uh huh. What do you see? The line was too long. I go, yeah, I'll go after Nicole. And you better take a picture of your ashes. Now, you know, Grammy will be rolling over in her grave if you don't go to Ash Wednesday. I'm like, mom, priests are molesting children. And you're worried. Right. You know what I mean? And then like, like oh, great. I need photographic evidence that I got. You know, you could do that with some like smoky eye. Yes. Um, I shatter. And then she'll be like, Nicole, Chet, my dad's name's, his nickname, Chet, tell Nicole Ann what your brother did. My brother lives in where they, he came in and stole the pork loin. He put it right in his gym bag and he's stealing us. Like, <laughs> like but she doesn't know it's hilarious. Like, she just, right. and so, like, but. The thing about her is that, like, I'll post on my social media, like, a picture of us or something or her being funny. Nicole Ann, did you see it got 280 likes in an hour? (gasps) And I'm like, are you seriously worried about this right now? Like, uh, I said, I I told Krista at school, I said, look at Facebook. I think there's 400 likes for Nicole Ann's Mother's Day post. (laughs) Oh, yeah. They get crazy. Crazy about it. Yeah. Crazy. Yes. Um, Oh, yeah. So the, Mm -hmm. the Aperol spritzers. We yes. gotta talk about that. So you just like them, and then it it blew up, and it became this thing. Yeah. So I went to Italy with I date the Italian stallion, my boyfriend Jeff. Yeah. Wait, which, really quick. How does he yeah. love Penn State? Because I saw that about when he was talking about the the game. Because I was watching the game and freaking out, and he had the Penn State suit, and you were doing the whole bit about like footballs, and he was like going crazy. But yeah. I love. Well, he fo- went to Penn State. Oh, he did. Okay, that's awesome. Yes, he went to Penn State, and it's such a thing. And I'm like, oh, this is exhausting. Oh, 
Grow, yeah. I mean, growing up, like, so because we're two hours from Philly, we really weren't into the Eagles. We were into Penn State. So my aunt, my two aunts, my two uncles still have season tickets for the Penn State yeah. games. My brother goes every game. We went as kids. I mean, like, Penn State. I went as Joe Paterno for, for Halloween, sophomore year in high school. This was obviously pre, you know, right. molestation. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but, it, like, Penn, we, like, bleed blue and white rum from. So when I was watching the game, freaking out, and then I was watching watching your store and I was like oh my god this is so true but like it, everybody was losing their minds like I'm texting my dad I'm texting my brother and and I was like people that don't get football especially Penn State but like we almost lost that game it was crazy see here's the deal coming from the south we like eat sleep breathe football right yeah. I didn't have a brother growing up I went to Ole Miss which is a huge SEC school like it is you know Jeff I think only date really truly loves me because um, I went to Ole Miss and Eli Manning <laughs> went to Ole Miss and plays for the Giants. Jeff's like the biggest Giants fan. But so when I met Jeff, I didn't never even heard of Penn State. I was like, oh, okay, great. So <laughs> funny story about Joe Paterno. Jeff, when we first started dating, he had a framed photo of Joe Paterno on his desk. Okay. And I said, oh, who's that? And he's like, oh, it's Joe Pa. I thought that was his grandfather. <laughs> and I said, oh, Joe Pa. Well, how come I've never met him? He's so cute. And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, Heather, that's Joe Paterno, the winningest coach of football history. And I'm like, I don't know who that is. I thought you were going to break up. He was like, this is insane. I am calling your father. I cannot believe he did not raise you to know who Joe Paterno was. I mean, I was like, Jeff, I don't give a shit. I'm a girl like <laughs> I know me from the South. Like, I go to all the games. I'm there to drink, eat pimento cheese dip, <laughs> live my truth, gossip with the ladies. You know, I don't give a shit about sports. So funny. Did he, where did you meet him? Did you meet him in New York or in LA? We met in New York. So, ironically enough, my best friend at Ole Miss, Christina, she was, she grew up with Jeff and she was kind of in the same boat as me. No at the last minute, we both didn't get into our dream school. So, we both ended up at Ole Miss. And, <laughs> We ended up staying four years and having the best four years of our life. And Ole Miss is the greatest school on the planet. I will tell anybody to go there. Mississippi is like, uh, just like a dream. Oxford, the town, everything about it is just amazing. That's so, so cool. when I moved back to New York, Christina introduced me to essentially like her brother. And that was Jeff. And we've been together ever since. Wow. But honestly, football season, I just kind of have to. I, I just kind of like do my own thing because it's so he's so stressed out for six months <laughs> and I hate hate it. Well, it's so well, but if he's a huge Giants fan, he must be losing his mind that Saquon Barkley got drafted to the Giants. Oh, let me tell you something. If he can make out with Saquon Barkley, <laughs> he would. Like it gets so homoerotic romance, I can't even deal. I see some of his text messages, guys he's in a fantasy league with, and yeah. I'm like, you guys just need to go ahead. Go to an island, do your gay thing, and come on back after football season because I can't. But this sometimes I do think that. I'm like, these guys are so obsessed with, like, sports and players. I really do believe, like, if they can make out with them and they wouldn't they wouldn't say that I'm gay, that they would do it just once. 100%. To be, yeah, totally. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. So I actually, one of my girlfriends, um, Natalie Reed here in Atlanta, her husband, Brooks Reed, is on the Falcons. And I ran into her at the Falcons game. We got to go – um, you know, field side, and her husband is just the nicest guy in the world. And we got to hang out with some of the Falcon players afterwards. And I think they find it refreshing that I don't know anything about sports, right? Because when you when you go into the like the locker room, the family room after the game, you see some of these other people kind of like geeking out over these right. dudes. And yeah. I'm, I'm just like, 
you're also tall and handsome. I, you know? The but reason I, mean, I love football players is because they make me feel skinny. It's like, you're 6'5 yes. and 300 pounds? Yes, yes, I'm Giselle next to you. <laughs> yes, but the thing is, my shoulders are probably like tit for tat with a lot of those offensive linemen or defensive linemen. So, you know, I literally like, I could have been a center in the NFL. If I was a dude, I would have been a... <laughs> I'm already a broad woman, but I, I, I can size up with a couple of those guys. Oh, that's – I mean, yeah. I, I wouldn't say that, but I get it. I get what – I mean, I feel the same way about my thighs. I'm like, oh, my God, where would they come from? Um, okay, so back to the Aperol spritzers because my – we I, tell the story, and then I'll tell you about how, like, my best friend who – only cares about like Lady Gaga and and um, redoing his house has been like obsessed with the Aperol spritzers. We were in Ocean City um, two weekends ago and we had to get it and we had to put it up and he was like, she better repost us. And then I didn't put hashtag no straw. And then he was all up in arms about it. And I was like, okay, you don't okay, get excited well- about anything. And all of a sudden you're going crazy because we didn't get our Aperol spritzers reposted on her Instagram stories. Like let's simmer down now but it's that's and he's like maybe we should have did a glass straw i bet that would have helped oh well people who are sending these spritzers with the regular straw because okay this, let me back up this story is like eightfold so if you send me a, a a photo of you with the regular straw i can't post it because you know i'm on that metal straw gang life you know what i'm saying save the turtles um so okay so that go back to 2017 jeff and i gallivanted all over italy for like three weeks having like the time of our life and of course we drank spritzers like it was our job right this is not a new drink yeah the aperol has um you know kind of become popular if you will so we started drinking those all over italy when i came back from italy all i did was drink them everywhere and i would just kind of post about them on social media well now aperol is doing this huge campaign so it was just kind of very serendipitous and i'm like oh People have been drinking these and asking me about them, and all of a sudden, it just became like this thing. It's like you know when nobody drank rosé like four years ago. Totally, yep. But I'm an I'm a I'm a drink connoisseur. I'm an aficionado. I worked in wine bars in New York, so I was drinking rosé back in the day. You know what I mean? I just feel like <laughs> yes. I'm always three steps ahead on the food and uh, beverage trend. Um, <laughs> So then people just started drinking them, and I'm like, it's been my drink for the last two years. I'm obsessed with spritzes. It's the most refreshing drink. Um, so now everyone's just like, I've never even heard of this. And listen, if you go to Italy, people drink them in the morning, afternoon. Like, I mean, it's it's like having a, you know. And the thing know, is, is like, I've I heard about it here. before, but I, I, you know, you were talking about it, and then after the whole Britney thing. All my, we, I was there was like eight of us that went to Britney. So after I found you, I told all them. And then your gender reveal, I mean that just, I made probably twenty five people watch your gender reveal story that day, which was gender I, reveals are turning everyone oh into assholes. Like I the, hate that shit. What, it's, it's so, but not to cut you off, but you did the whole thing. We're like, you know what, Mike, you're an asshole, and you're gonna have three yeah. sons, and who's gonna be wiping your ass in the nursing home? You're gonna wish you had a daughter now, don't you? 100%. It's so I, true. I understand that these gender reveals started off as this thing where it was like, great, this is a surprise for mom and dad. But now it has turned to a competition between the sexes. Totally. And some of these dudes, their reactions when they find out they're having a girl is like, 
literally, I want to crawl out of my own skin. Yes. It makes me so upset. It, it was Gordon. You, you posted the Gordon Hayward one. He's the player for the Celtics, and they already have two little girls, and it was another girl. And you're like, look at his face. I just, like, this is horrible. It's clear, it's clear that he is so distraught, so upset. And then when his wife says, is Danny happy? And his response is, Daddy's always happy. It's literally like, kill me now. So, Tori Smith, who used to play for the Eagles last year, and now he plays for the Carolina Panthers, He, I follow him and his wife on Instagram, and they have two little boys, and she was pregnant again. It was She's like, we said no more kids, but the Eagles won the Super Bowl, so it's like a Super Bowl baby. Right, right. And so, she did this whole gender reveal where she put him in this white shirt, and then she she threw water on him and the color of the water was blue and he's like yeah I'm blue whatever another boy we only make boys and she's like psych it's a girl and and he's like what and she's like yeah it's a girl I just did that to fuck with you good for her yes it was hilarious and now it's like a joke on her Instagram stories where like she always makes fun of him she's like remember Tori was like oh we only make boys here and and she like totally fucked with them it was hilarious but she was like yeah like this is so because boy it, it's just this weird like we need more boys I'm like no really like girls are the ones that do ever I mean I love my brother also, sometimes but happened in China yes. like yes. talk about that the fact that they literally are like we need ladies now yes. I mean it's insane to me in insane but like that was it was so true because it's like these gender reveals there was even a gender reveal in the news yesterday because they're like look a gender reveal gone wrong and it was like like, how could that happen one of the top stories and it was they had this stupid balloon and they went to pass the balloon and the balloon flew away i saw that (laughs) i and then yes and everyone's just like no (laughs) yes it was like this is real it's like we have one extreme where we have trump as president and then the other extreme where like the news is covering a gender reveals gone wrong i'm like this is crazy whatever happened to just hanging out with you know the ultrasound technician named tammy (laughs) and it's just you and your husband and she's like it's a boy and you're like Great. And you hug and kiss, and then you call your family. Yeah. And then you go to Macy's, buy a couple onesies, you know, and call, call it a day. day. Yes. And everything's a competition. Everything has to be a party. Now, listen, I'm the last one to get married out of all my friends, and now my friends are starting to have kids and all that jazz. And it's like what people have required of me to come to their showers, to come to their this, to that. The, it's insane. I don't need to get you another gift for the gender reveal. Oh, my God. I'm like, spoil that kid when it comes out, but you got to give me a break. Like, I'm – I'm literally at rock bottom financially because oh. I gotta go to another damn gender reveal. I, I just started saying no. Oh, and people are like we're having a gender reveal. Great. Good luck, Leslie. I'll see you on Tuesday. <laughs> Not coming to your friggin' party. See you on Instagram. Well, that's how I feel about like sh- you have engagement parties, showers, yeah. you have rehearsal dinners, bachelor right. parties. I go, hey, assholes. Here's the deal. The reason that you had bridesmaids and showers in 1926 was because women didn't have an education and they went from their parents' house to their husbands' house. So. So they needed dishes. They needed a vacuum. They needed their right. maids to show them how to literally like hang clothes out on outside.
died. So like right. rabbits don't get it, right? right. Now, right. now it's like everybody's getting married in their late 30s. You're you have now a combined income that's way more than I make, and now right. you want me to come and buy you a $125 gravy boat that we already know what it fucking looks like because you've registered for it. I go, "How about no? How about you know, because you don't need me to buy a $125 gravy boat because you now make more money than I do with your dual income. So just go yeah. live happily ever after and buy me a present for coming. Listen, I told Jeff, I said, when we get married, we're well, hopefully we're going to get married in Italy. And I said, we're, go, we're, we're literally going across the pond because I, th- the expectations that people have put on me in 2015, Jeff and I together, we were, no, no, no. Yeah. We were, we were in a total of that year, probably 15 weddings. <gasps> oh my God. From all ends of the earth. And I said, great. If you can make it, great. If you can't, we'll see you later. Right. I, I don't have time for this. Right. It's crazy. It, it makes me nuts. And then, so like, I love my birthday. I'm a Leo because your horoscope thing is, is so on point, by the way, too. Um, and so I love my birthday. My friend, one of my best friends who lives in New York calls it Summer Hanukkah. <laughs> I love that. And, yeah. uh, and so I always do something really not big but like we'll we'll go to like we'll go out or we'll do like a brunch on my birthday or we'll do like a brunch and a dinner and something else and it was like oh nicole's birthday i go hey assholes do you know how many showers of yours i your baby shower wedding shower bachelor party you call a damn babysitter and you you put something on um you know call them and say like hey listen i need to be i need to have somebody with my baby for these two days because i go all the things I went to you for, like, you could show up for my freaking birthday because you're all selfish. Good for you. Oh, Good yeah. Good for you for putting down your foot. Put down my foot. I was like, this is ridiculous. I can't believe this. Um, yeah. I mean, I love them, and they know. Right. I just feel like I got to tell them. You know what I mean? So you're not yeah, set you up. you got to keep people in check sometimes. Yes. I mean, listen, I had the time of my life, you know, my late 20s going to everybody's weddings, but then literally when 2016 hit, I looked, I was like, I'm broke. Like, I spent... Every free weekend I had and every free dime on going to these events. Well, and not only that, but like now the new thing is for bachelorette parties, like let's go to the Bahamas for a week. Uh, right. Okay. Right. How, like, how about- the time I get married, I'm going to need to do, you know, a, a, a vaginal rejuvenation weekend <laughs> or go somewhere to like a spa in Sedona and have a, you know, shaman witch doctor heal me. <laughs> Yeah, from, it's... <laughs> you know, whatever ailment I got. I'm going to well, have to go see a chiropractor and then get a deep tissue and then, I don't know, do a liver detox. Like, I'm just getting too old for this shit. It's so true. It's so true. Um, yeah. The yeah, your heart, your horoscope bit was just it was so on point because I know so many people from like, are you in the horse? What's your sign? I'm a Pisces. Oh, you. And... So my best friend, Joy, my brother's a Pisces, but you don't seem that sensitive. Well, here's the thing. Okay. (laughs) Ironically enough, like I never was really into horoscopes until I dated a male Taurus. And I was like, oh, so Jeff's a Taurus? The fuck? This is right. You're the worst. Wow. Okay. Tauruses are tough. I just like picked up on that. But, you know, I take it all that with a grain of salt, but I'm just very observant. Pisces are very observant, very creative. We're chameleons. Like I can kind of, um, fit in in any kind of situation because we know how to like change our personalities. You know, we're always 
true to who we are. Right. We're really good at empathy. So I like to say I'm sen sensitive because I'm empathetic and I feel people, but it's not because like you can say whatever you want to me. It's really not going to hurt my feelings. But so also Robin McMahon is my mother and that's why I'll probably be great in the entertainment industry because no casting director or producer could ever say something to me that my own mother hasn't <laughs> said to me. What's, uh, what's her sign? Uh, she's a sassy Sagittarius. A Sagittarius, yeah. They could be tough. They could be tough. Yes. Yeah. And the reason they're tough is because their birthdays are between Thanksgiving and Christmas. <gasps> and so they're always used to getting one gift for two yes. holidays. So they have and a chip on their day. shoulder. Yes. Huge chip. Totally. Is a Thanksgiving, Christmas, and birthday gift. Thanks a lot, <laughs> Apple. Yeah. yeah, that's so true because I'm so I'm a Leo, and they always say that like Aries and Sagittariuses make the best matches for Leos. And the boy that broke my heart was an Aries. The one that mm -hmm. almost did was also an Aries. But like the last three guys that have been like super lame have all been Sagittariuses. It's like weird. Ooh. I know it's freaky. Okay. Keep your eyes peeled. I know, but like it's like that meme where it's like people need to stop using their horoscopes as an excuse for the behavior. No, Cheryl, you're not a Scorpio. You're just a bitch. Yes, 100%. <laughs> oh, you, oh, you're a raging alcoholic because oh, you're a Gemini? Hey, hey, Daryl, put the bottle down. Go to work. Yeah. So it's it's so true. But my, my one of my best friends, Joy, is a Pisces. And like, oh, God, she's she's just you got to walk on eggshells. We've been friends for almost 20 years, but like you still really? still walking on eggshells the whole time. But I think this and my brother's the same way. Like you can't say anything to him. Then he flies off the handle. It was like, hey, really? asshole, you live close to our parents. Why don't you, you go make Panthers? I know, but it's it's the yeah, it would like love them to death, but like real sensitive Sally. And I'm pretty like and it could be just their their reaction to me because I'm I hate to do the whole like we're we're planning our to make a long story short, we're planning our high school reunion and the guy that's supposed to be planning it is just I hate to say the word loser, but he's just not doing a good job. So me and my other right. two friends are like on text and and so he's just again, like he's insecure but masks his insecurity by trying to be like a badass and my friend Diane, who's a guidance counselor, like she knows how to talk to the sensitive people. Do you know what I mean? Where right. like, I just want to be like, hey, his name's actually Brad. Hey, Brad, stop being a douchebag and plan right. this goddamn reunion. But Diane's like, no, we got to, you know, approach it the other way. So that could also be why the Pisces, because I tr I'm just like really. Girl, you're a Leo. I'm a Leo. Right now, as a Pisces, our, our best catchphrase is like, you know what? It's not worth it. It's not worth it. I don't really fight with people. And so when I have falling outs with people, it's like really crushes my soul. I will say I'm sensitive with that. But yeah, it's just, you know what? Leo's a fiery, feisty. Are, you guys I ready know. to roar. We, and know. for me, I'm a peacekeeper. I'm like, you know, Geneva over here. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just here keeping the peace. I can see both sides. But when you piss off a Pisces, probably like, you know, how your brother and your sister are, it, it's like, we'll see ya. Yeah. Shit, shit. So you have a sister. What does she think of of do you ever you ever put her on? I feel like I've heard you talk about her, but I don't remember ever seeing her. Yes. So my sister Ashley is um, a criminal defense attorney in oh Atlanta. My God. She has her own law firm <gasps> called Football Ladies. Um, Wait, so she like goes to court like on the good wife. Oh yeah, she like goes to court. Oh my yes. god, that's so I, badass. I really like my sister is super funny too. We actually have like the same face and the same voice and sense of humor. She's just a touch drier. Um, but you know, my, my parents really like crushed her dreams and told her she had to like get a real job. And with me, they're like, there's no hope. Is so, she older you know. or younger than you? 
She's older. Okay, yeah. yeah, she got, yeah. So they were like, you need to get a real job because you're the oldest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, 100%. And then my dad saw my SAT scores and he's like, she's probably going to go to the University of Mississippi and like do art. She was like, let her like live her truth. Uh, my, my sister's absolutely brilliant. Uh, yeah, Ashley's like a ball buster. She's an Aquarius though. And here's the deal with that. So she, Aquarius across the board, they have, like, they're the, like the coldest people, but yeah. when they, they want to fight for something, they're going to fight for it. That's why she's an incredible attorney. Yes. Um, but they don't really emote. Like they're usually super sarcastic, really smart, really driven, but then they just are, you know, an Aquarius is not the kind of person you need to tell you, you have like a week to live. You know what I mean? Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like my sister would say, you have seven days, X amount of hours, X amount of minutes. So this is the bad news. Where if a Pisces tells you, it's like, hey, hey, girl. So it's not looking good, but let's have some fun today. Yes. We're going to twist it in a positive way. But, but there's but, something to be said because Aquariuses are in the winter, so they're cold. Oh, 100%. Yes. yes. They wear the, those cool winter colors. Yes. Yeah, Aquarius, um, for sure, they have, they have a, a little touch and go there with the emotions because it's February. That's you know? so true. Oh, yeah. That is so true. I love that. I yeah. could literally talk to you for like 65 hours. Like you're just, I, I mean, something huge. Like I just feel that like something huge is coming for you. And I like can't wait to like watch it all unfold because I just think you're so talented. I really appreciate it. And I'm so grateful for like you spreading the word and everybody who sends me messages. I do want to give a shout out to all the followers though. Yes. So I'm overwhelmed the amount of messages that I get on a daily basis. So people, if I haven't responded to your message, I'm going to get there. It's just crazy. It's, 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 I'm so overwhelmed. I could imagine. Yeah. So I feel bad. I used to be able to respond to everybody, but now since everything's kind of blown up, I'm like, I have 4,000 messages. I haven't even opened. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's one of those things where like you only could see so much and then you're like, my eyes are crossed and my, I literally have carpal tunnel now. (laughs) Yes. 100%. Like I need a wrist guard and I need to start doing exercises. It's just, it's a hot mess. (laughs) Off, off to see, wait for the CVS coupon to come in and then you get 25% off your wrist brace. (laughs) CVS coupons are where every time I go and I buy something at CVS and then I go to check out, there's a coupon for what I just bought. And it's like, eight miles long and I'm like why 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 couldn't you have uh, given this to me last time there was yeah. a really funny meme where it was like this little kid and it obviously looked like they were a mummy for Halloween it's like oh mummy they're like no I'm a CVS receipt I yeah. like, oh that's pretty clever yeah, um, okay what's the last show you binge watched uh, Ozark uh, season two season two it okay. is so good okay I haven't, uh, they I haven't seen it here in Atlanta oh I don't think I have you ever run into Jason Bateman I haven't um, but I've seen Laura Linney out and about. Ooh. And my thing is, is I told my agent, I was like, why haven't I auditioned to play like a meth head stripper? Like, just throw <laughs> me in coach. I'm ready. Right. You know? Yes. That's so funny. At um, this point, I'm willing to take my top off for really anything. So I'm like, why not Ozark? Just, I'm here. You just be like, listen, what? I'm a lot of people watch it. And I feel like, you know, it will expose me in the right way. Exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, everyone's like buttoning up now. Like time's up. Me too. I'm like I'm here. I'm waiting for my like, moment. This oh, is you fe- want me to put my clothes back on. Okay. You're All like right. this is how feminism started in the 70s. Burning bras, flashing right. everybody. Right. Yeah. See, that's like an over, uh, like an ongoing theme in my life is just that I've always been overly confident, and so Same. that's a problem. Same. Is I would be the stripper who's like I'm here. You know, hit it, DJ, and then people are like, "Oh, oh no, oh ma'am, you could just, just you know, put on a robe or something." 
I but think that everybody's ready to see it. But I, not. I always say, like, confidence always is fascinating to me because it's like, where does it come from, right? I've right. always been, like, I literally grew up in a town two hours from, from Philly with no stoplights. We had stop signs. Went to Catholic school my whole life. Everyone was white and Catholic. And so, but I was always like, I'm going to be in entertainment. Like, I'm going to live in the city. Like, I'm supposed to be this. And it's like, where does that come from? Is it literally? No, my parents, luckily, you know, they put me in dance and they encouraged me to be outspoken. And, you know, right. I was student council president. Like, they encouraged me. Like, they never were like, you need to, you know, be an engineer. Like, when I sucked in math, they were kind of like, oh, okay. Well, she's not really good in math. We're okay with that. You know what I mean? But I'm like, is it is it just like innate, innately who you are? And it's like, then you have like these girls that are skinny and beautiful. And they're like, oh, my God, I'm so fat. I can't do anything. I can't speak up at work. I'm just so I'm just so afraid all the time. And I'm like the complete opposite. And it's like, where the hell does that come from? It's fascinating to me. Let me ask you a question. Were your parents the kind of parents who were always like, you did great. You did great. Because mine were the opposite. I would come off of like a recital and my, my mom would have notes. <laughs> so I think doing the opposite, like, I swear to God, when I have kids, I have talked about this with Jeff. I'm like, these kids these days, everybody's doing great. Everybody gets a participation. Like, no, I was terrible at X. My dad would be like, this isn't your sport. You're not playing softball. You didn't even, you know, you got hit three times in the head with the bat that you did yourself. Like, no, you're not playing softball. My I parents think- were so savage growing up that I think it just instilled in me, like, this sense of, like, I got this. Yeah, I I think now that I'm thinking about it, I mean, I always say to my mom that like she never she never had my back in the sense of like I always joke with her like thank God I was never molested by a priest because right. if I was you'd be like Nicole Ann he was just scratching your back you were just itchy <laughs> don't be right. saying that now say a couple hail marys right right and so mm-hmm. but like she was very they were very adamant about like um I couldn't quit anything so like if I wanted to go like if I played basketball I hated it like I had to finish and she, my mom's like well you know like she always be like this well Nicole Ann you know life's not fair and sometimes people are just funny so you just gotta find what you like to do and then when I wanted to quit dance she was like no you're not quitting dance like you're supposed to do this so they were never were like over the top like you're amazing but they never were like you suck if that makes sense right. so they were kind right. of like no, but the catholic okay. guilt is how like they, they I mean literally like I always say one of my friends is trying to potty train her kids and I was like how are me and my brother's name's Andrew like how were we as kids like did how were we potty trained she's like oh my god Nicole you were fine you know we just said you got to go on the potty I go yeah right because you probably said Jesus isn't gonna love you if you don't go on that potty mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like fear God it's fear God yeah but it's not like the crazy Christians where they're like reading a bible like that's why I thought like I always say like I went to Catholic school I'm like Catholics are weird because they don't it's like you could be whoever you want during the week and then you go to church on Sunday and like you don't eat meat on Good Friday and like you're good. Do you know what I mean? Right. And it's like so growing up was really fascinating because it was never like, oh, we got to pray all the time and like, oh, you got to. It, it was more like it was they used it for like the guilt aspect of it. That's really what, that's really what it was. I mean, my mom definitely ruled with an iron fist Fear God. We went to Christian school and yeah. 100%, but my dad was like super like chill and he'd be like, listen, your school's teaching you not to have sex before marriage. He's like, that's bullshit. All right. <laughs> He's like, you need to figure out your body. You need to figure out what you like, but you also don't need to be a slut about it. And I swear to God, 
Thank God I had the best dad in the world, but he was so honest. Like he'd go behind my mom's back and be like, you're going to prom. If you have, you know, don't, don't be a whore, but here's how to be smart. And I swear to God, I, because my dad was the one who like gave me those real talks. That is the reason why I got to college and I had like a normal sense of like, like self-confidence in who I was. Yeah. I mean, I've dated losers. Trust me. I've dated losers, but, um, you know, cause you just have to date losers and you have to, you have to figure that shit out for yourself. But I swear it was because my dad was like 100% real and honest with me. I, that I ended you, up the, the, man. the little that I've talked that you've talked about your dad. He just seems, he just seemed like such a kick-ass guy. And like you did he the was. whole thing about, he was yeah. like this, he taught you to be like a Southern feminist. Oh, 100%. He loved having girls. And yeah. that's the funny thing is that's what makes me so angry about these gender reveals. My dad always said, he was like, He's like, fuck it. I love being a girl dad. Are you kidding me? This is so much fun. He's like, boys are the worst. And so <laughs> I always just grew up where he's, he empowered me so much to just like live my truth. And yeah, my, my, the thing is everybody in my family are alphas. And I realized there are just two types of people in the world. There's alphas and betas. And it doesn't mean that betas are bad or alphas are better or anything like that. It was just in my family, I had to constantly be wittier, faster, think on my toes to keep up with everybody else. Yeah. So it was, it's just kind of like, I've just essentially been, um, you know, trying to be the, trying to catch up my whole life. <laughs> and that's probably why I'm confident now because my dad was like, you're, he'd always say to me, you're a McMahon. You can do anything. That's awesome. Like, you got this. You're terrible at softball, but hey, you're pretty funny, so stick with that. You right? Know? Yeah, like he encouraged. What I was good at. Yes. Like, yes. He, he built me up. Yeah. No, my my dad's the same way. He's he's and my dad is Parkinson, so like I understand what it's like taking care of a parent who like you just looked up to and he was amazing, and now all of a sudden right. like you have to take care of him. And luckily, my dad listens to me, so I'm like, he was going to this neurologist where I grew up. I'm like, Dad, you're 90 miles from Philadelphia, some of the best hospitals in the country. Stop being a jerk and just come get a second opinion here. And luckily, he listened and it was amazing. But yeah, no, like I, I totally get it. He was always like, you could do anything and you have a voice and you got to stick up for yourself, and right. which I thought was like awesome. Um, okay, so more fun stuff because we could talk about our dads and we'll both start crying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, what was the last song you listened to? Oh, this new song by Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa, yeah. Dua Lipa. Um, at Silk, no, with, with Silk City, it's called Electricity. So good. It just came out last week. It's amazing. It's literally my anthem. I'm obsessed with it. I think her voice is incredible. And um, she has, yeah, that, like. Last, I, I just worked out and I listened to it and I'm obsessed with her. Um, and then what's the last concert you went to? Last concert, last concert. Hold on. Let me think. Let me think. Oh, God, I haven't been to a concert in a hot second. Because you were supposed to go to, you were trying to go to Beyonce and you never oh, went, right? I was trying to go to Beyonce. But you know what? It's getting so out of control. Tickets are like $400. And what I've noticed on like StubHub is, so she played here two nights in Atlanta. And there were so many tickets for sale. And this is what these people do is yep. you buy the ticket and then you gouge the prices. Yep. It's insane. I finally got to the point where I was like, you know what? I could buy three new outfits. I love Beyonce. I absolutely adore her. And it would have been such a great concert. But I was just like, you know, and I could, of course, all my friends here in Atlanta are married with kids and none of them can take off a right. night. And I'm like, I'm not, literally, I was going to go by myself. That's where we're at. Okay. It's <laughs> 
<laughs> well, now like, you should have. Life is so crazy. I'm like, I'm about to spend $400 on Beyonce tickets and go by myself because I can't get anyone in Atlanta to hang out without <laughs> like their baby. You probably have all new Instagram friends in Atlanta, so you just have to make new Instagram friends. Yes, 100%. But yes. I, you know, I'm really lucky. Like, I work in radio, so I go to concerts all the time. My best friend works for Live Nation. But, like, oh. I am really judgy at shows because uh-huh. I think of the people that have to save money or like that live paycheck to paycheck and they're spending $400 to go to the show and then they have to worry about parking then they're buying merch and then you get to a show yeah. and the artist does like 80 minutes and like they don't even say like what's up Philly and I'm like right. really assholes really you have I all tell the you the best concert I have been to I went to Pitbull as a joke Nuh-uh. yes last summer and he was amazing what and he was amazing Amazing. Really? My girlfriend, my best friend since kindergarten, Anne Marie, was like, let's go. This will be so much fun. We'll just get drunk and have a great time. I'm not even kidding you. I was so impressed. We went ironically, and then it just became this thing where I was like, this is one of the greatest performers I've ever seen. You don't realize you know every single Pitbull song. Totally. Yes. And, and like you said, everybody at the concert was dressed in their Sunday best. I mean, every girl was like in like a quinceanera dress or like looked like they were going to a nightclub. Like people were dressed up to the nine. Yeah. Every people went with their families. It was like a whole thing. I'm like, this is how people should show up to a concert. And then, but then he wears like his suit pants and his tucked in his tucked in um, polo, like he's going to the he's going golfing. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> and it was like all white, and the pants were so tight. Yes. So you really, I, I encourage everybody to go to a pitbull concert. One, you're gonna have the time of your life. Everybody there is just living their best life, just on cloud nine, and you don't realize you know every single song. Oh, that's so funny. Um, what was what was the last meal you cooked? <laughs> Nothing. I don't cook. <laughs> Does your mom cook now that you're home? Uh, nah, we like to wine and dine. Yeah. So my mom was actually on the first season of MasterChef. No my way. Is, is, yeah. My mom's an award-winning chef. She's incredible, but has never worked a day in a restaurant. You know what I mean? One That's of those. That's amazing. Yes. Um, and she gets so frustrated trying to teach me. She's like, you're, she, this, she's like, this is not your thing. It's just not my thing. <laughs> I, I like to eat so much. And whenever I like cook things, if I try to cook something and I smell it, I'm so grossed out by the end. I just, I like have a nervous breakdown. I don't love to cook either, but because I'm always trying to lose weight, so I'm like, all right, I got to cook. And so right. I made this, like, whole organic chicken sausage and all these vegetables. But, like, I took the, the recipe, and it's from a chick who has a family. So she cooks for four people. So then I make the same thing, and then right. I have, like, 9,000 containers of, like, sweet peppers and broccoli. And by, like, day three, I'm gagging. I'm like, oh, I can't. gagging. Yes. So that's, like, my issue. It's like, I'm trying to be healthy, but then, like, I have all this leftover food. I was like, do you know what a red pepper tastes like after day four not good just doesn't taste good so i, and I to- can't reheat meat yeah well i have this thing my mom went ve- is vegetarian vegan and i went vegan for like three months didn't lose a pound that's why i'm back on the meat but i can't reheat chicken if you reheat meat it just it literally is like rubber it's it's disgusting totally and it just has a smell and, and we eat all organic you know non-gmo all that shit <laughs> but i just can't reheat meat so for me and i don't know how to cook meat so if I, I, one time I literally called my mom while I was living in LA, I called my mom I'm like, mom, I don't know if this chicken's good. And she's like, what does it smell like? I'm like, well, it smells really funky. And there's something on top of it. She's like, Heather, throw that out. She's like, that's going to kill you. I was about <laughs> to cook bad chicken. And I had no idea. You're like, what's happening to me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I totally agree. Like, even, even if like I, 
two weeks ago, I was like, I'm gonna make, I'll just make chicken and I'll put it in a salad all week. But it was, I just couldn't do it. Like even cold chicken the next day in a salad was like making oh. me gag. Yes, 100%. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, what was your craziest DM? Like, do you get a lot of dick pics and stuff? Or does anybody ever t- send you any crazy shit? Um, no, 99.9% of my male following is gay. Yeah, So right. it's always just like, yes, honey. <laughs> yes, love that shirt. Right. <laughs> it's always encouraging. Right. I do get a lot of uh, Middle Eastern men who are like, oh. you know, it's broken English. And they're. I think they're looking for... Um, you know, a cute little 90 day fiance situation. Yes. They try to get Lindsay alone, but she's already taken by one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I think the craziest thing, this is so bizarre, um, is it's not men. It's like young teenage girls. Okay. Who think that I'm friends with, with like much more famous people that will send me messages. I can't believe you haven't responded yet. Da, 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 da. It's that single white female. It's not the creepy guys that you need to worry about. It's that 13 year old girl who's like, why haven't you responded to my message? And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I I have a life too. Right. So, or you're like, and they really don't care about me. I think they care about like larger celebrities that I've made like been in a photo with once, <laughs> you know, it's, it's very bizarre. That's, That's so true. Thing. It's like, where are your parents that you're mm-hmm. that you're living and dying by, like, who's getting back to you on Instagram? Yeah, my children are not allowed to have an iPad or be on the internet. Like, yeah. they won't even know what that is. Yeah. Like, go outside, play with the dog, and, like, a rock. I don't know. You're not getting on the internet. <laughs> it's, so, it's so true. It's like, I didn't have the internet until I was a teenager. And you just, I don't know. It's, it's crazy to these kids. Well, here's a perfect example. So there's this guy that I work with that he's one of the engineers, which they're all, you know, right. Engineers are already a little off anyway, but right. worse than forever. Um, has his Nile horn, who was in one direction. Now he's out in his own trying to make it good for him. All these ex boy banders trying. Um, so he has this show. So his seven year old son comes. Okay. So outside, like in our hallway, we have like a big TV. So his son's in the TV playing a video game. So I walk over and I was like, Oh, Hey Cole, and he's like doesn't really say anything and then Jamie his dad comes out and uh and he and I go oh I said you know you're going to see Niall tonight and Jamie's like yeah the dad answers for him and then I go oh you didn't bring your sister and he and Jamie goes no she's sick and you know she would have been upset if she knew that she was missing the concert so and then I go oh I said what grade are you now first grade and Jamie's like yeah first grade no so okay so Heather, my blood's like boiling at this point. This kid is playing video games. An adult who has known his dad for years is trying to have, I was trying to talk to the kid, right? Mm -hmm. So then I go, I go, oh, I said, when did you start school? And Jamie goes, oh, he, October, uh, August 27th. And I turn and I go, is this what you do all the time, Jamie? You answer for him? Does he have a voice or is it just Mm -hmm. you? Do you just answer for, like, I lost it. And, And Jamie's like, well, he's playing a video game. I go, yeah, this is awful. I go, this is millennial parenting at its finest. I go, and I I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. I know you're supposed not supposed to tell parents how to parent, but I was like, my parents would have been like, put down the remote. She's talking to you. Answer her. Stand up, acknowledge her, shake her hand. Yes. I put this on Instagram. Like uh, two weeks ago, I went to the Braves game. I've been hanging out with a lot of friends, older friends from my mom's country club. And I've just <laughs> always, I was always that kid who loved Me adults. Too. Like, I always, yeah. I yes. always wanted to talk to like, you know, somebody's stepmom named Kathy and like find out the good, good, like what she vibing with these yes, days. Yes, you did that. And and I was always, I was thinking of my friend Andrea, like I loved Andrea as a mo- mom she was like the younger mom and she was i was like let's go does your mom want to come and andrew was like this is weird why do you like right. we're 16 why do you care about your mom so i totally get it 
Yeah, and, and so I, I've been hanging out with my new friends who are like in their, you know, mid to late 40s. They have teenagers um, at my mom's country club. And literally I adore going out with them and I like hanging out with their kids because their kids are always like, what's up, Miss Heather? Great to see you. And I mean, you know, I'm only like, really? <laughs> I, I mean, I'm 31. I'm not that much older than their kids. <laughs> but it's like, I love hanging out with adults. Like, it's so refreshing to hang out with people in their like late 40s who are just like, yeah, we're making money, living our truth. But <laughs> we raised our kids right. And I'm like, this is so refreshing. Every time I see their kids, their kids are funny. They can hold a conversation. And that's the way my parents raised me. Yes. At no point I was, you know, you weren't allowed to be shy. It was, you know, you stand up, you shake Mr. Miller's hand, you acknowledge him, you ask him how his day is going and yes. you, you know, hang out with the kids. Yes, that is exact. I mean, and, and people are like, oh, well, you know, don't tell kids to smile or like, oh, don't force kids to give a hug. I go, well, oh, no, get I go people. get every person I came in contact with. My, my mom and dad were like, give Aunt Sally a hug. I go, I didn't know you had a sister. Well, she's not really your aunt, but you're calling her Aunt Sally. Give her a hug. You know, yeah. like I, I really turned out half bad. Exactly. You know? It just and and clearly we're thriving. So you know what, everybody. But I was like, oh my god, these. This is why kids suck, and this is why kids are obs- like because they have parents that like let them that answer for them and let them play video games instead of talking to a human being. I was like floored by it. I, t- I'm like, I don't care if Jamie hears me talking shit. Like I've been telling everybody that I've seen. <laughs> well, it's funny when we had our um fun our school fundraiser was the magazine. And I remember my I had all the kids who came in and they sold like thousands of dollars worth of magazines. Their parents would go over to like the orthodontist and, you know, the pediatrician's office and just like, you know, do the deal for it. My dad yeah. was like, hell no, I'm an entrepreneur. So are you. He gave me a mini briefcase. I had a full business spiel. Like I'd go door to door in my neighborhood. It's my amazing. dad would like drive in the car, you know, keep me safe. And I'd be like, hi, I'm Heather McMahon. I go to Greater Atlanta Christian School, and this is my sales pitch. My dad was like, I'm not just cutting you a check yeah. for these magazines. You're going to learn how to do this shit. That's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, you got to put a little work into it. It's so true. Kids suck these days. Some kids just, I'm like, I hate to call kids assholes, but like some of them are just annoying. Like some of my friends' kids, I'm like, man, like you're totally not like your mom. And that's why we were friends. Like this blows. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, but when they stare at the computer all day, they don't need to interact with their friends. Exactly. Exactly. I think it's a very big telltale sign when Elon Musk, won't let his kids have technology and all the guys who worked at Apple won't let their kids have technology. Yep. So, mm, yeah. Folks on us. It's just like an eye doctor who doesn't get um, LASIK. It's like, right. hmm, if an eye doctor's not getting LASIK, maybe we shouldn't either. Just putting exactly. it out there. Exactly. Um, thank you. I won't keep any longer because we've been, I could literally talk to you for another two hours, but I so much appreciate that you taking the time and doing this because I just think you're awesome and so talented and so funny and like something yeah you're gonna blow up and uh, it's definitely happening I can sense it the universe is working for you I so appreciate you and this has been so much fun and listen I just love to spread joy and laugh and like you know life is short we got to be 100% honest about what's going on and just laugh at ourselves because (laughs) You know, hell, I can't control what's going on in the world. I can only control my attitude. Yes. You feel me? Yes, and I think the same thing, too. Like, why are you taking yourself too seriously? Like, you're not right. that important. Laugh a little bit. Laugh at right. yourself. It's funny that you tripped and skinned your knee, and you're going to be right. a YouTube video. That's funny. <laughs> right. We can't take ourselves too seriously. There's too much heavy shit going on in the world, and I'm just glad that people – I'm just glad that I'm not the only one, too, 
that's having a rough day on a Wednesday. Yeah, you know what I mean? Ex- exactly. And I think that, you know, sometimes I feel really bad because I'm like, oh, my God, there's people like really trying to like, you know, cure cancer. And, you know, I mm-hmm. met this woman the other day who works at CHOP, which is the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, and she works in hospice for kids. Oh, and God. I was like, oh, my God. And here I am talking about damn Taylor Swift bitching about doing the Super Bowl. Right. And she was like, no, but like I listened to you when I come home and like, I want you to play fun songs and like talk about stuff that escapes me. And I go, you know what? That's right. That's why the world's great because you need entertainment. You need people to make you laugh so you could forget Mm -hmm. the hard stuff. So like we're doing our part. Yes. I, I, I am terrible in hospitals. Um, I would have been the worst nurse (laughs) in the world. What I can do is help you forget about what's going on. Exactly. Exactly. I, I am so grateful that people tune in and I'm excited to keep, Making people laugh. And so Heather K. McMahon, that's how they find you on the Instagram. Yes, find me on the gram. And, and send me a DM. I'm going to try and get to him. Okay, yeah, send her a DM, and it's Heather K. McMahon. Hilarious. Watch the stuff that you have highlighted in the little circles because that stuff is is amazing content, and we're all going to be on Britney Alert, Lindsay Alert, yeah. drinking our spritzers, and all is Living right in the world. Life. Exactly. Um, thank you so, again so much. Like, you are phenomenal. I so appreciate being on the show. This has been a blast. Yay. So I just realized that at the end of all my podcasts, I go, yay. But I really just feel very blessed that I've been able to interview these incredible people that I follow that bring me joy and laughter and education and knowledge. And I just think it's so important. So um, thank you again, Heather, so much. It's Nicole. And again, I would love if you gave me suggestions on anybody that you would love to see me interview. Uh, You can find me on the socials at Nicole is Nick. That's N-I-C-O-L-E is N-I-K. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, why are you following me?